Welcome to Economic Development Secrets, where economic developers from across the country spill their secrets to our host, Nicole D'Souza. You'll hear firsthand accounts from economic developers in the trenches, from what works to what doesn't work, how deals come together or how deals go bad. You'll hear everyone's economic development secrets. Welcome to Economic Development Secrets. This month's special guest is Amy Madison, Executive Director of the Pflugerville Community Development Corporation. Amy shares with us how the coronavirus has impacted her community, what her organization and other local response has been, and how she envisions recovery. Here are Amy's Economic Development Secrets. Hi, Amy. Thank you so, so much for joining us today on the podcast. Well, I am enjoying uh, the day and it's going to get better having opportunity to talk with you, Nicole. Really appreciate oh. you and your company. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, why don't you start out by telling the audience a little bit about yourself? Well, um, I've been in economic development for more years than I'd like to actually admit. Um, <laughs> I started actually in Oklahoma. I worked there through a Vogue Tech uh, school and provided business development services, moved to Texas as quick as I could, and since then have worked for um, the city of Schertz, city of Leon Valley briefly, and then on up to San Marcos and ended up in Pflugerville, Texas, where I'm now the executive director. Uh, over the years, I've worked in various uh, capacities. Uh, from working through a vocational school to working with under the direction of a city and then um, in a public-private partnership uh, with uh, you know the San Marcos arrangement with the Greater San Marcos Partnership where we started that uh, public-private partnership in two counties to coming to Pflugerville where um, you know the PCDC which is Pflugerville Community Development Corporation uh, is um, an outside agency uh, also tied to the city but uh, independently run through a seven-member board so I directly report to them so all different varying communities different assets they've had and different challenges each time so it's been a wonderful career um, so far and uh, I'm loving uh, working in Pflugerville lots of opportunity and challenges there too wonderful wonderful well, can you tell us a little bit more about Pflugerville and also your organization? Yes, I'm really, really um, proud of our community. We have uh, grown from a little farming, quiet little village into the Pfluger village uh, quite rapidly over the years. Uh, you know, we're kind of disconnected to I-35. We didn't have any frontage on that. But when SH-130 came in, it really changed uh, Pflugerville in a significant way and we've seen major growth since then um, you know top in the charts one of the fastest growth cities in the United States uh, in uh, a couple years ago and continue to put some major numbers uh, and rooftops in our community but more importantly Pflugerville has seen a lot of growth and we're located just outside of Austin we like to say we're not Austin but we're close um, we are um, north and east of Austin, about 20 minutes, and located between I-35 and SH-130 in one of the fastest growth 
areas in the United States uh, and in the MSA in Austin. So really a lot of growth, a lot of uh, high tech companies and uh, that are growing in our community. Uh, and we also have been bedroom to Dell very early on. So a lot of smart folks, uh, a great mix of culture, uh, one of the most diverse cities in uh, Texas, and we're proud of that. Uh, and we have uh, found out just more recently, it's a very equitable community in terms of pay grade across cultures. So we're real proud of some of the achievements we've made as a community in that regard. Um, but we have a very fast growth manufacturing sector here um, and distribution sector. So Lugerville is a great place, lots of great people that live there, but a community that's very strongly uh, rooted um, in, uh, you know, technology. And I guess that comes with the Austin uh, region, but certainly uh it's played into how we've progressed as a city and how we've grown. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, and obviously the hot topic right now is COVID-19 and how it's impacting everything and especially in the economic development world, you know, talking about how it's impacting our communities, you know, all of our businesses and our workforce and uh, you know how we see we're going to progress in the future and how we can help our communities um is obviously obviously a huge topic and so that's what we're going to talk about today but um can you start out just by telling us how has COVID-19 already started impacting your community well you know I think our community is like most communities all across Texas and even across United States, you know, as the COVID-19 virus begins to move into a community, it's the same process. Uh, no community is immune. And so, unfortunately, uh, we've seen uh, some folks that have either temporarily closed or furloughed uh, workforce, others that have chosen to keep them on but um, have limited hours in the retail and restaurant arenas. Um, we have a stay at home in place uh, following Travis County orders uh, and minimal uh, working going on with our essential employers uh, in, community, in the community. Uh, and so it has had a very sobering effect as it has all across the United States. But I think the one thing that our community has done is to fight back um, what we've adopted branding is hashtag Pflugerville strong. And we've seen, while we've seen some of the contractions uh, like other communities, we've also seen expansion. And particularly in companies that have gotten creative and uh, uh, are able to retool uh, their business in order to address uh, not only needs of the consumer, but also needs of our first responders. And so we've seen a lot of resurgence of employment and expansion in some companies uh, while we're trying to support those small businesses that are obviously going to be the hardest hurt. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, and then how do you expect the coronavirus to impact your own organization and also your budget? 
Well, you know, Pflugerville Community Development Corporation is a 4B corporation under the state of Texas, and our sole revenue stream is sales tax. So it obviously is going to have a significant impact on our corporation um, and trying to predict how that's going to happen, uh, you know, and what we can potentially predict for next year has been a big question mark. And that's where we have to um, thank Impact Data Source for really being a solid uh, player in helping uh, us in particular, but other co corporations across the state in trying to kind of predict what's going to happen. And so recently we've, uh, you know, really taken some time to work with your company to try to figure out, you know, where our uh, sales tax revenues came from last year in terms of percentages based on NAICS codes. And that information has really helped us to kind of have a predicting tool as we start to see response from our sales tax monthly. Um, fortunately, our organization is in a very solid position, not only from uh, reserves, but set aside funding for economic development purpose. So while we know it's going to have a major impact, uh, we're not gonna see the kinds of increases we were seeing uh, in our budget. Uh, we have ways to manage that that I feel are going to put us in a very good position coming out of it and certainly into the next year as well. That's wonderful. I'm glad that you guys have a positive outlook and just everything now. It's so nice hearing some positive information. <laughs> so right. I'm sure the listeners are enjoying hearing that too. Well, what resources has your department offered to the community? Well, we've been working on uh, several uh, ways to respond to this virus and to what is happening to our community. Our first initial uh, program that we rolled out was a Zoom call that invi we invited some of our top tier manufacturers to, to look at ways that we could assist them in getting procurement, uh, through the governor's strike team uh, and work with them on uh, sourcing needed supplies, the supply chain issues that have happened across the country as a result of this, uh, you know, and trying to find ways that we could help our companies retool to be able to provide uh, supplies or needed parts uh, that ordinarily were coming from China or uh, Europe. And with the shutdown, you know, being able to, to create or make product was not a the bigger issue. It really relied on them having the kind of supply chain for them to be able to operate. So out of that came some great initiatives uh, that I could probably write a book on. But, um, but we were very proud to see our additive manufacturers uh, get, get into it really early and uh, we were so excited to be able to help them do that. And now they are uh, actually manufacturing PPE. Uh, we've had folks that did robotics that are now manufacturing ventilators and people that were uh, manufacturing R&D product and, uh, and 
and providing uh, machines to do 3D printing that are now in production on uh, masks and have even gotten defense contracts as a result. And all as a result of that Zoom call, uh, it's, it's pretty powerful. Uh, and having those manufacturers be in a meeting regularly like that allowed them to ask questions of one another directly and find new resources and answers to technical and uh, you know other types of problems that they had. So, so that was great to begin. And then we started work on uh, funding uh, what we're calling the Pfluger, Pflugerville Fund. Uh, and PCDC uh, reached out and worked with the chamber and others in our community um, to build a fund, which we just rolled out this week, that will fund uh, small companies that have less than 50 employees. Uh, and that's been a very exciting rollout. We've had at least 25 applicants as of last night and we're reaching out to get additional funding uh, from other players who are willing to put up large amounts and have them matched by other donors. So that's happening very rapidly. Um, we also started work on a high demand job training grant in the middle of this and brought our educators and our workforce solutions folks to the table. Uh, to discuss with our manufacturers in the Zoom call that we're expanding how we could develop a curriculum that would best suit their needs as they ramp up to meet some of the defense contracts and other kinds of demands that they have uh, to produce uh, product or R&D services. So with that, uh, we were able to develop a very flexible program uh, that would allow in the manufacturers to actually host the training at their site on their specific uh, specialized machinery and have the training delivered through Austin Community College. That grant uh, request went forward yesterday. We are also working on a revolving loan program, which will take a little longer. It was our longer term solution to this. And in addition to that, we are also looking at developing a webinars for smaller businesses that are struggling right now to help deliver information about how they can respond today um, and how they can retool and utilize things like their website and social media to try to push out a new concept or express uh, service and or drive by. So those are some of the initial uh, things that we're working on right now and we do intend to continue our business first breakfast not in person, but virtually through webinar. And we're bringing together uh, stories of Pflugerville strong uh, companies that um, have made a difference and have retooled to uh, meet the challenge to develop new products for uh, masks, ventilators, and face uh, shields. So a lot is what we've done. Yeah. Wow, that's so impressive. You guys have really, um, jumped to the challenge. It's wonderful to hear. And that's great to be able to have uh, various stakeholders all work together on a normal day, but most especially during this extremely scary and unprecedented time. And we can certainly use all the talent we can possibly get. <laughs> that's true. Well, what kind of collaborations have you seen in your community? 
Well, we have seen a surge in people working together uh, from one end of our community to the other. We have uh, between the city, the Chamber of Commerce, uh, even working regionally with Opportunity Austin, uh, statewide with the state of Texas and the governor's office and all those folks. Uh, when we look at Workforce Commission, they've done amazing work in the state uh, trying to meet the demands of unemployment and employment that's been created, uh, working with our Workforce Solutions uh, board locally that is just knocking it out of the park. Uh, all of us working together with uh, um, Austin Community College, all these organizations locally have come together and are working collaboratively in such an amazing way. We've always had connections, but we've never seen the kind of work that we're doing right now in response to this pandemic. Uh, we were strong before, but we're amazing now. And uh, everybody's trying to figure out ways to help each other. Volunteerism is just off the charts. And then donations uh, that are coming in for really, really important uh, needs, uh, feeding families and, and helping uh, small business and, uh, you know, uh, supporting our first responders. All of that is going on right now in our community, and I'm sure it is all across the state of Texas, but it is heartwarming, heartwarming work. Yeah, absolutely. How beautiful to see that camaraderie come through. Well, and your community recently got recognized for your coronavirus response, right, or your organization. Yes, I think one of the things that's exciting about what we're doing is, uh, you know, we have two companies that actually manufacture 3D printing machines. That is what they do. And it's two different types of technology. But what's really exciting about that is they're not just producing parts, although they can do that and are doing that during the pandemic, but they have machines situated all over the United States and all over the world. And what's happening is that this, the development of the technology and the prototyping for PPE is happening in Pflugerville and yet we, and yes, we are producing it, but we are able to replicate that through the machines that are seated all across the United States and other parts of the world so that they can begin to print the same PPE in their location. And the technology that has been applied in order to make this happen has been significant. Uh, you know, one company is based in Munich. We have their North American headquarters. That's EOS in North America. And Essentium uh, is also headquartered in Pflugerville. And they came out of A&M uh, engineers that started a company, incubated there, that we recruited to our community. So two different types of additive manufacturing techniques and processes. But the expansion capability that comes out of Pflugerville uh, has an impact far beyond uh, just our community. Very neat, very, very neat. Well, and then what does recovery look like in your community or what do you anticipate it looking like? Well, I think that, um, you know, a lot depends on when uh, we're able to begin, uh, you know, opening up for business again, being able to, uh, with 
with certain limitations uh, go from remote uh, back to the office. Now, I think that said, a lot has been accomplished remotely. I think everyone's learning how to uh, work remotely. And I think that that, that trend uh, will uh, be maintained at least in the short term, if not the long term, because it provides a lot of options to a lot of folks um, and to a lot of companies. And so I, I think that we'll see uh, remote work continuing as we move forward uh, on a limited basis, if not, you know, uh, more so. But there's that. And I think uh, our recovery uh, is going to be, um, you know, I think we're going to see a surge of folks once we do have an opportunity to get back out there um, of wanting to get back to what would consider, we're all considering our new normal. So I think that Texas has the ability to come out of this sooner, quicker, faster, depending on how far we get into a uh, uh, number of cases uh, right now and how long we're, we're uh, holding out on, uh, you know, really returning slowly to work. So, uh, but I think we're all doing pretty good right now. And I think it looks, uh, we're gonna see a downturn uh, next year, um, obviously as a result of this, but I, I'm, I'm really, I'm really um, confident of the Texan spirit and the communities that are out there and how they're gonna really step up and uh, with so many people working together right now and with the companies being so creative and how they respond to it, I think it's gonna be better than what uh, a lot of the national experts are uh, actually predicting on a local basis. I think we'll see better, better return. Well, that is certainly something to look forward to and exciting to start hearing that narrative too. You're right. There's so many scary things in the news nowadays. It's, it's nice to look locally and think, you know, we're going to be okay. You know, there's, there will be an end to this. <laughs> exactly. And I think, you know, they forget we've got the Texas spirit and every community in Texas is going to be fighting back. And uh, we're used to doing that. And I think that the resilience of our business is out there. They've already shown that in some of the creativity that they've already instituted. Even small business, Main Street, mom and pop, have come up with creative ideas for you know, either express uh, service or um, you know providing uh, and selling uh, certain stock they had that they couldn't serve in restaurants to uh, you know providing more personalized service and pushing social media out to really advertise what they're doing. Uh, it's really encouraging to see what they are doing. They're not just throwing in the towel. They're fighting back. And that's important. And I think the community has responded to that in a big way uh, with great support for our restaurants and, and retail as well online. Yeah, I know. Well, amid the coronavirus, it has been so wonderful seeing a stronger sense of community right now, even just amid strangers being neighborly and saying hello to each other or people at the grocery store being thoughtful and helping each other. It's been so nice to see. Well, you know, I think what has happened with the pandemic is that it has 
accelerated something that was already occurring. And, uh, you know, we talk about online, offline. So when we see these companies transitioning from a more bricks and mortar approach to more of a distribution site and uh, options for pickup, delivery, and online ordering, it, we were trending that way, Nicole, but now it has just accelerated that process and it gives us better options. Amazon has made a main name for themselves in actually understanding and creating that last mile service. And I think that's what's gonna happen with a lot of our bricks and mortar uh, and the ones that are creative and are good at being nimble and on their feet and doing that transitioning are the ones that are gonna survive and do very well coming out of this uh, and helping other small all our companies do that same thing is what we hope to be able to do through these webinars that I was talking about earlier, helping them to transition, retool, rethink, get that last mile uh, concept going. Uh, because I think that's where we see, uh, you know, a lot of pinup demand going. As soon as we get a little bit of relief, uh, that's, I think we're going to see a resurgence of, uh, you know, shoppers out there and people out there, and with that, a boost in the in the sales tax and a certain boost in the community as well. Wonderful. Well, that will be exciting to see. Absolutely. Well, Amy, I have a few wrap-up questions for you. The first is, what is your biggest economic development secret to success for other economic developers out there listening? Wow secret i'm not very good at keeping secrets nicole but i would say um one of one of the things that throughout my career i've always tried to focus on is best practice really reaching out to others across the united states that i've known and met during my career uh and getting a lot of feedback from others what are they doing how are they doing it and then taking a look at that and then retooling it specifically to where i'm at not every it's not cookie cutter uh, but taking the ideas and reapplying them in different ways has been i think uh, a central theme for my entire career and it has assisted and been more beneficial to our community the communities that i have served than any one thing i can think of it's it's taking ideas and learning from others and then repackaging it for the local needs of your community that is most effective and you know our community our, our organization recently received uh the high the highest designation in the country for uh, an organization from the International Economic Development Council as an accredited organization. It takes a lot to get there and there's only 65 in the US. Um, really achieving that has been really relying on that professional organization and learning from those uh, professionals that are out there uh, that had more experience or uh, were doing new things. And locally in the state, the Texas Economic Development Council, the resources there are significant and relying on the professionals across our own state has also been part of that whole, uh, I guess, 
secret that's not a secret anymore now that I've shared that. But I think looking to your profession, relying on the expertise of those that are out there shouldering it all across the country uh, is a, a real good best practice. Well, I know you said you weren't very good at keeping secrets. And, you know, that's the type of person we want on this podcast. You can <laughs> share their knowledge. <laughs> and um, congratulations on becoming an accredited economic development organization. I know how exciting and how much work goes into that. So that's extremely impressive. Thank you. Well, my last question for you, Amy, is what is your favorite hobby? Oh, wow. My favorite hobby. Well, um, I guess I would have to say uh, power walking and I miss it. Um, you know, I haven't had a lot of chance to get out and, and do that, but that is one of my favorite things to do is just take off and walk until I can hardly move another foot, uh, and get home and, uh, kick back afterwards. So I love to walk. I love to get out. I love to be around people. And this virus is making it very difficult to do either one of those things. Yeah. <laughs> so I, uh, so I, I think that's why my people are my hobby. I love being around people. I love, um, you know, working with other people. And, uh, you know, virtually I'm learning to adapt to and and it's working. It's helpful but it's still not the same thing as pressing the flesh. So I do miss, I miss that. But the hobby I think besides being people is, is getting out and doing a brisk walk and hoping to get one in today. Oh, what a great hobby. But I mean, both hobbies, you know, the brisk walking and also just the hobby of being around people. I, I love it. And I look forward to the future when we can all be around each other and shake hands and give each other hugs and just as you know partaking meals together, something to look forward to. <laughs> right. Well, fist bumping and elbow bumping is fine too. Uh, yep. Keeping that social distance is obviously paramount and may remain for, you know, I go forward. But, uh, you know, I, I think that the virtual experience uh, is, is, you know, I, I'm getting used to it. I got to say, I'm getting used to it. I'd rather Zoom. Uh, with video than without. And I think that's also indicative of that whole, I wanna see them, I wanna be able to interact, I wanna read their body language, I wanna be able to smile at you, and I wanna see your smile. And so I think um, the virtual opportunities for that are great as long as you've got good Wi Fi. <laughs> that just certainly always helps. <laughs> exactly. Oh. So, oh, yeah, well, it's certainly, I think, making all of us appreciate things that we took for granted before. So that in itself is a, a very beautiful thing. Agreed. Well, Amy, thank you so, so much for joining us on the podcast today. I absolutely love everything we've talked about. I think it's been so interesting. And I love hearing all of the different resources you've been providing and how your community has rallied together during this difficult time. It's so impressive. Thank you so much for sharing. Well, you're very welcome, and I do appreciate the opportunity. Um, you know, and again, I want to throw another plug in for Impact Data Source and what you've been doing for free recently to help all of us 
it's a great service to help provide information like you have and I really want to thank you for that Nicole. Absolutely we are more than happy to help. Economic Development Secrets is brought to you by Impact Dashboard, the only impact software built for economic developers. For more information on this podcast or to listen to past episodes, check out www.impactdatasource.com.